What is up, guys? Just before I start this episode off, I just want to make sure that uh, when people hear that I'm referring to certain groups of people, me, Abdullah, whether we're mentioning uh, people from Chad, Kenya, Nigeria, China, etc., we're really not trying to make blanket statements. We're just trying to get deeper understandings of our own personal experiences. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And um, if you have any sort of feedback or just want to comment, message me. And please be sure to share the podcast as well. Hey, what is up, guys? My name is Adnan Shafi, and welcome to season 15. Yeah, it's season 15, guys. It's been a long yeah. one. Eh? Uh, yeah. But uh, this this episode is a bit more chilled out, and I think I'm going to start interviewing a few more African icons. I'll call them icons. Uh, I definitely yeah. think you're one. Uh, but yeah, without further ado, guys, let's welcome. It's your boy, Mina, you know. 3 million followers on TikTok, 69,000, I believe it is on Instagram. Um, tell us a bit more about yourself and like who's behind the screen that we're seeing, you know? Yo, what's up, guys? Assalamu uh, alaikum. My name is Abdullah Nuruddin, and everybody formerly knows me as Listen. It's your boy Maina on TikTok. And yeah, I started off around 2020 April and I just blew up at around, let's just say, July, with just an angry reaction that everybody thought was funny. And it was crazy. Yeah, man, I remember coming across your channel and it was absolutely hilarious, man. Yeah. I can't remember the first video of yours that I, that I actually watched. But it's the fact that you're duetting people doing like the dumbest things. And then... <laughs> you'd have like the accent and everything. And you know, that's, exactly. that's for me something that make it like 10 times more funny. Cause I mean, I have a lot of Nigerian friends and like a lot of West African friends uh, as well. And I feel like yeah. this is my opinion, man, but West Africans are some of the funniest people in the I'm world. I'm telling you, especially <laughs> when we're pissed. You know, you know, you, you know, they are like every West African you see is like, they have, three different personalities when someone that is normal and someone that acts different when he's happy his accent changes yeah. <laughs> and also bro the one that is angry he sounds like a pure african no matter what accent you are going to form you are saying oh i'm from the usa or something i'm from the uk mm. when you are angry that yeah. that african ancestor <laughs> you know it's like those i'm telling you that's facts, man. I've even seen it happen in the UK because I'm studying in the UK, yeah. man. And I'm yeah. telling you, there's people who come with proper British accent, like, oh, yeah, you know what, mate? You know, all these different things. But the moment that you cross that line, that's ah. it, man. You find all the ancestral, you know, <laughs> power coming back into that. I'm mind. telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Hilarious, man. Speaking of yeah. which, which country are you from? Or like, like, what's your lineage in general? Oh, I'm from Nigeria. And let's just say... I'm Hausa. No I'm Hausa. Way, bro. Yeah, I'm Hausa. I guess you're Fulani, but I was, yeah, I was yeah, yeah, yeah. My mother is Fulani. My mother is oh. Fulani. I speak Fulani and I speak Hausa. I speak oh, all wow. the multiple languages. Yeah. yeah I think uh, I keep telling people, you know, I do a lot of African history history videos and everything. Yeah. And I, I know a lot of different people who have also like they come the Hausa and also like the Fulani as well. And I keep telling people, if I was West African, I would probably be Hausa. <laughs> I'm telling you, West Africans, like, I don't know how to say, we're so diverse for some reason. It's like, you know, it's not going to be that type of countries where, like, in West Africa, you're not going to be in those type of 
countries where like oh you can't marry this other ethnic group or you can't marry this other uh, this in culture because of this and that we're just like so diverse we're in love with other yeah. people No I totally I totally agree and also like I just realized my microphone was like not connected in the right way so if you guys are yeah. listening I'm so sorry before this um but the uh, quality should have you know come up a bit uh oh, but yeah okay. I totally agree man I think West Africa is is incredibly diverse and mm-hmm. I mean even if you look at central West Africa like Kanembornu that whole empire was literally formed out of people mixing so exactly. like it's one of the things that really really intrigues me and if anything man I really want to come to to visit Lagos, Abuja. Like these are all the God, you should, you're going to see different people, man. You're going to see Arabs, you're going to see man. You're going to see Arabs forming to be Nigerians, man. <laughs> I am bro, I was surprised. I saw even a white guy. Yeah. He lived in Nigeria, bro, for more than 20 way before I was born. Yeah. And this guy oh. he speaks better Nigerian English than me. He wow. speaks Pidgin better than me and oh. he lives in Lagos. <laughs> I'm telling crazy. you Bro, you're going to see a lot of different people, man. You're going to see people from different countries. Wallah. Yeah, no, I think that's one of the most beautiful things. Like people don't it's understand good. how how diverse even Africa as a whole it is. I think in Kenya we have yeah. over 40 tribes, right? Exactly. A small country, like and you compare us to like a big country like, you know, China or something and like there's like only just a few ethnic groups over there. But even Nigeria it's like how many 200 ethnic groups, right? Yeah, we're like we have more. I don't know. I don't like. I can't even be accurate with it. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. We have yeah. over two hundred, over or more. Three hundred. I don't know. Probably around three hundred and ten. Yeah, something like that. Because even the question mm-hmm. comes like you know when people have like mixed, they're basically creating new ethnic groups. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what they're doing, right? Bro, I had so many Kenyan friends, uh-huh. and like when they tell me they're Kenyan, I'm just shocked. Right. Really? <laughs> I'm telling you. Yo, you know the accent most of the times I just like uh like I just I just know someone from their accent like the way they speak. It's just like okay, I grew up moving a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. I grew up moving a lot. I grew up seeing different type of people. So mm-hmm. it's like I just got the habit of knowing where you're from. It's like if you speak <laughs> French like and the way you look I'm like mm-hmm. I'm from Cameroon. They'll be like, "Yeah." Cameroon. You know, yeah. yeah, I lived in I lived in Senegal, I lived in Chad, I lived in Mali. You know, from from starting off from like since when I was six, seven years old, mm-hmm. growing up. So it's like when I saw my Kenyan friends, I saw like I saw some guys. They like they didn't even look African. You know, mm. I'm like, where are you from? I'm from Kenya. Yeah, like, Nairobi, Kenya. Like, yeah, <laughs> Kenya. I say mambo, they say po, and he hey, I was like, hey. I, Okay, so you're not bro, Venezuelan. When I was a yeah, man, I learned a little. I learned a little bit of Somali, so I hear me from like them. You know, oh, that's so awesome. Just pick it up, like in uni. Yo, that's awesome, man. Like, yeah. I'm glad that you're able to to speak because even me, like, <clears throat> I've I've lived in quite a few countries. Like, uh, I I was born in Kenya and raised in Kenya. Mm-hmm. Lived here mm-hmm. for 16 years. Uh, then I went to South Africa to study, and I think those two years changed my life as a whole because. Mm-hmm. Uh, my school is uh, it's a very specific you know they have a specific niche of african yeah. leaders so they mm-hmm. i think 50 out of 54 countries were represented and one of the biggest yeah. countries represented was nigeria so i got to, i got to meet uh, ibo people i got to meet yoruba i got to yeah. meet uh, some people that were hausa and even if you're talking about a bit of hausa i i know like one or two words in hausa so <laughs> i think yeah, someone's like- got to say 
in a shinky, something like that. In a sonki. Yeah, yeah, in a sonki. sonki. I, like, I like you. It's the feminine version of I like you. Yeah. It's feminine from I like you. That's yeah. the only thing I know from, from house. Like. <laughs> Dude, when you want to greet someone, like you just say, uh, Inawuni, that's like a good mm. evening or good afternoon. Inawuni. And when you want to see, yeah, Inawuni. Inawuni. And if you wake up, like if you see someone in the morning, like, yeah, Inawuni. Yeah. And is it true that you guys still use Ajami, like the Arabic script, like write Hausa, like in the, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I find, yeah. That, I find that so cool, man. Because like basically Africans yeah. just took Arabic and they're like, hey, we have African languages. But most of us, like nowadays, these modern days, we use like transliteration, like uh, oh. let's just say most of them in English, yeah, in, like in alphabets. Well, that's really cool, though. Yeah. yeah. But I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people who use Arabic distant uh, alphabets to write in Hausa. Yeah. No, that's that's good, man. Like, because I feel like West Africa actually produced a lot of writing systems, man. It's truly impressive, man. Like yes. the cultures and the diversity. And even speaking of which, like, how has your culture, like, influenced your, your style of comedy? And also, like, even just starting from the beginning, like, what influenced you to get into comedy in the first place? Or were you just like... To be honest, I'm a kind of person who was very stubborn as a kid. You know, it's like I saw different, like, you know, I grew up with different personalities that just like from wherever I lived growing up. It's like I've I've done stupid stuff. I've met people who got pissed from what I did. You know, I, I yo, let me just say I had a crazy childhood and that's where it started, to be honest. I had a crazy childhood, but I was still crazy. It's like no matter how many, how many, like no matter how bad or how hard you try to put me down, it's like I'm still, I'm just gonna be down for some seconds and I'm gonna come back being crazy, you know. I'm gonna as a as a kid, that's what that's how I was, that's how I was, you know. I met a lot of people who got pissed. I just got like I just started making mimicking them, like you know. I tried to mock them. I'm like, you know, it's like I make fun of them just to make myself feel better. It's like, you're not going to try to put me down, man. I'm going to mm. mock you. You know, it's like, bro, why are you doing? I'm just like, I would just be having fun. And I don't know where this person is going to come and be like, don't do that. Don't do this. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just going to like, let me just walk away. And I'm just walking away. Don't do this. <laughs> like, then I'll just run. That's no, how I was. As a kid. That's powerful, man. And you know, that's how I had a lot of friends. Uh-huh. I had a lot of friends just from that, man, because I was like the funniest in the group. Oh, that's, that's like, cool. I learned to mend with everywhere, like with everyone, everywhere I go. Mm. Well, that's powerful, man. Cause yeah. I mean, I, a lot of people, they develop comedy, like in response to, to certain like, you know, issues that they've had, or like some people just have like interesting lifestyle. Cause like life is a, in itself a joke, man. Sometimes okay. it's actually just such you. a joke, man. <laughs> anything can you. be a joke. Like literally almost anything can be a joke, man. Yeah. And I was even watching um, this other show the other day where uh, Jerry Seinfeld was with Trevor Noah in a car and like they were just getting coffee, whatever. And like his, his comedy style is based off of you know, his experiences in apartheid and like, you know, okay. just all these different jokes and his impressions are like top of the, like top, top. Yeah, top notch. I watch him. I watch him. Trevor Noah is actually one of the funniest guys I know, man. They are like, he's one of my, he's one of the people who inspired me to be honest. Mm. And do you feel like, uh, this is probably like, you know, 
one of those questions that you're probably going to like decide on later but mm-hmm. um like you know I was just thinking like you know are you going to like take it towards like stand up comedy or like are you just going to continue on TikTok and see where things go or like what should we expect I, in the future I'm not thinking of staying on TikTok mm. to be honest for a long time there is a time I want to like have my own TV show you know and that type of stuff mm. I really want to get into like having my own TV show like acting to be honest Okay. At the same time, yeah. At the same time with business and stuff, because That's, you know all this, mm-hmm. all this stuff is not gonna, all this stuff are not gonna last. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So if you like, this is a really key question, man, because I f- I see a lot of African TikTok creators and even myself, man. Like the issue is like you know TikTok. Sometimes it's not really sustainable because even Creator Fund and all these different things. It's like we're not gonna get them in like a lot of our countries. And like even still, when we do get creator fund in our countries, it's like a lot of the people who watch uh, watch us. For example, for me, it's like uh, my demographics. Like a lot of people who watch my videos actually from the US. And from like, the US, yeah, mine too. Even the US, and most of my followers are from the US. They're followed by the UK. Yes, yes, oh, yes. I'm yes, telling yes, you, it's yes. not even Africans. Yeah, you know, the only the one percent are from South Africa. Yeah, one person, that's like the last, the last, followed by Canada, followed by all these foreign countries. Yeah, man. And the thing is, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like figure out how that's going to shape our style as, as like Africans, man. Because I was thinking, like, uh, and this, like, perhaps my question to you, like, uh, some people might even criticize and say that, oh, you know, you're faking an accent so you can please the Europeans, yeah. whatever. Like, how do you react to comments like that? To be honest, I don't even know what to say. You know. It's like, <laughs> You know, I schooled in different places and I I was still learning English, man. I did mm. like I was like since when I was six, I went to a French English school. It's like a French British school, you know. So it started out that way and I met different type of people. I don't know how I don't even know how to explain that. Oh, I sound like this and I sound like that. I don't usually put my head to that. Mm. They're like, oh, you sound American. I'm like, oh, maybe because I want. American movies. I don't know. While I was still learning English, maybe I grew up watching American movies. So yeah, it's not like I won't say I I learn it from just I'm a multi I'm a multilingual person. Mm. How many languages do you speak actually? I speak like five or six. Wow. I don't know, five. I speak yeah. French. I speak Chinese, Mandarin. I speak Hausa. I speak Fulani. Yeah. That's insane. I did not expect you to say Mandarin, bro. <laughs> yeah, I like, school in China. Oh, damn. I school in China. How's, yeah. how's that been, like, as an experience? Yeah, it was crazy. I was... <laughs> yeah. In terms of... Uh, I don't know how to say that. Oh, yeah, the racism. racism. How's the racism? Is there any yeah, racism? I don't even know if it's racism or not, man. <laughs> Just, like, you should be careful and watch your own back, man. You should watch your own oh, back. Gosh. That's been your experience with those, like your experience, mm. and everybody I know, man. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Just is that type of thing where you call friends with benefit? You are not my friend just because of friend, you know, just yeah. because I want to be friends with you, I want to be there for you, you know, I'm only there for you when it benefits me. Gosh, you know, they want to learn English from you either way, or learn English from you, or learn more about your culture, you know. Mm. 
And if not that, they want to like impress their friends that they, oh, they have foreign friend, they have black friend, you know, that type of stuff. Wow. So it's like you were kind of being used as like a token black person. Exactly. There are real ones that I've met. Either ways, even though they're real, is that they have to learn English from you and you have to learn Chinese from them. You know, that's how it works. That's how how it works for me. Growing up, that's how it works for me. You know, I, I literally was like, okay, I was that type of kid that was shy. Every school I went to, I was very shy. So it's not like I was friends with everyone. I was mostly friends with people that worked there. Like, okay, the janitor, the security guard. I was learning languages from them. Mm. I would just pick up something. You know, I had a little French. When I was in Senegal, I, had a, I, I learned, I used to speak French because I, I grew up, uh, I stayed for four years in Chad, Lake Chad, West Africa, like near uh, distant. Four years, I used to speak good French because I went there around six years old. So imagine by 10, I already spoke French. But when I went back to Nigeria, it was just kind of like, bro, these people, where can I practice my French? You know, most of these people are just speaking like English, you know, and my, 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 this, yeah, Pigeon and Hausa, you know, Mm. there was no one for me to practice with. So I had to, I forgot a lot of French. So after three years, we went to Senegal. So I had to come back to learning my French again, but I, I, still, I still had some little French. So I had to learn, you know, everywhere I go, I must learn your ethnic language, you know? That's what I'm, that's, that's how I am. Wow. So slowly, for me, for me to reduce a tro- uh, problem for me and to make life easier for me in a country, I have to learn something, man. Yeah. I have to learn something. That's how my mind works. So basically, if I, I want to, I hear someone saying something, I'm like, yo, let me, let me use it on this security guard. I'd be like, like in, in Senegal, they speak Wolof. So I'd be like, hey, negative. Then I say, hi, negative. I'm like, yeah. Like, what is it? And I say, it's bonjour. It's like, hey, hello. It's like, hey, hi. It's like negative. You know? Yeah. And slowly, that's how I started picking it up. I'd be like, here, how to pick up a taxi. Because sometimes when I miss the school bus, it's like, I have to take a taxi. You know, mm. and I know the location of my house. So every but every time someone is leaving, like around my area, is taking a taxi, I, yeah. I will hear the, the name of the location well. Oh, you know? nice! I'll be like, and I'll hear how they how they speak to the taxi man, the taxi driver. I'm like, oh, this is the name of the location. Okay, then I slowly like started learning the language just like that. Mm. No, that's that's actually really it's really interesting because for me, like just learning languages is, is a very difficult experience. Very difficult. Like and the fact that you can speak five, like that's a lot, man. Because you have to like learn the the verbs, how to conjugate, all these different mm-hmm. things, and then on top of that, you have to have people who you like practice with, and like even I can relate to uh, to your point a bit about like you know, feeling kind of like other because I went to an international school back home Mm -hmm. Uh, and like Mm -hmm. i've been in international schools for like most of most of my life experience like you know i went to a kenyan school for a bit and then i went to an international school and like yeah there's there's quite a few chinese like students as well they're really Mm -hmm. cool in my opinion um and a lot of them were also just trying to like learn kenyan culture etc really cool people i really love and like respect them um and as far as i know i didn't really experience like uh, racism in the way like you know that we usually do, maybe because it was also in Kenya. And the same yeah. thing in South Africa, like, you know, being around Anglophones, people who spoke Portuguese as well. 
like the fusion of cultures, man. It's like the entire African continent was basically in one school, man. <laughs> yeah. Asian people are actually cool. Yeah. To be honest. I, I've, I've known a lot of them. Like I, even here in Kenya, for example, like I've known a lot that are like, uh, that are coming to Kenya. And like, also they learn like the languages really quickly. Like I saw this video of like, I think it was a Chinese person speaking Kikuyu. And I was so shocked. There's man. a Chinese person I know that speaks Hausa, bro. Wait, yeah. the best thing, the, the thing I love about Chinese people is yeah. that they work hard. They're, there's a time, okay, I didn't know how to play basketball. I was trash. Mm. I was trash. Bro, I was just playing around some Chinese guys that train like for literally five hours. Wow. Like, bro, they're not trying to get into the NBA, they're just trying to improve themselves. Mm. Like, bro, how are you training that hard if you're not trying to go to the NBA? And this guy, they have mad skills. Mm. Bro, if you go to China and you want to play basketball, bro, wallahi, if you, if you, if you stay playing basketball in that country for two years, bro, there's no way you're going to come out without having mad skills like, like ball handles. Mm. Yeah, no, that's, that's what I also like, especially like, you know, just the what from from people i've definitely like met like i think it also just comes from like a culture of like you know um you're you're really like you really respect like you treat art or like, sorry like you treat your work as like a form of like you know craft or like art like it's also like just trying to like respect the culture at the same time obviously like you have people who are like you know learning the language etc so it's like they'll actually be like okay you know what? i'm going to integrate into like way of life etc which i find really interesting right that some mm-hmm. chinese people do and like i really like appreciate that from a lot of them as well yeah oh. and it makes me want to ask the question as well like why did you did you choose china to like study there as well or like it was one of my last options and oh. it was either nigeria or china okay you no know? And there's no way I was going to school in Nigeria. I love, like, uh, I'm a kind of person who, moving a lot affected me, man. It's like, I love learning new things, you know? And, you know, when I went to China, it's like, oh, they gave me an opportunity to learn about their culture, man. Mm. So that's why I went in hard into learning, learning, like, their language. And to be honest, there are times, there are times that I escaped school because I just wanted to learn about the next city. Mm. during the weekends i'll be like oh it's cheap like the train the train ticket is very cheap man you know i i say i say i say money man i start myself just to learn more about this culture man to learn and to see how beautiful these cities are you know mm. that was me that was me yeah it's like i'm telling you and there are times that oh you just there are this type of bikes that you just like uh scan you know wechat yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, these electric bikes, the electric cars, the electric, uh, the normal bikes that you could just scan, and I would just take that bike and just go around the city. That's interesting, man. Yeah, like, but I make sure, but I make sure I'm always with my distant. I make sure I'm always with one of my Chinese friends. Mm. Where, yeah, because you know there are times like okay, with this racism, it's not safe, you know, to be walking alone. Gosh. Oh, wait. Could I ask you a question actually about yeah. that? Were you in the country when people were getting kicked out of McDonald's and like from their houses because they were black? No, I wasn't there. That was around what time? I think it was towards the start of the pandemic. Like this was literally early. Oh, I left, I left China around uh, January uh, 2020. Gosh. Yeah. No, so like around March. <clears throat> and obviously, by the way, I'm not saying that this is like Chinese culture at all. Like, I'm just uh-huh. stating what happened there, like in terms of like the racism. 
Um, and like, you know, you had people who were being kicked out of McDonald's and stuff and they put signs saying no black people because of COVID. Like it was insane, man. So like, I'm really curious like about your experiences with racism. And then like, before we close, I'll also just ask you a bit about like, you know, your university journey and like, you know, how your parents reacted to your, your comedy and all that. But for now, I just wanted you to like answer, like you said, it's not really like safe to walk alone. Like what made you feel that way? Because, you know, there are random people who, like, you don't know. You you have to just be careful. I'm a kind of person who, like, things a step ahead. Mm. You know, I'm always, like, cautious. You know, I'm not going to be in someone's country and be like, oh, skip, expect to be free. You know? Mm. I've never I've never thought that way, you know? So that's why every time, like, I always think ahead because there was a time where my friend was stopped. And he was being accused because, you know, they didn't know who he was. You know, he was being accused. So I don't know. You know, It's more like, I don't know. It's like he was accused. God. I think something, something, I think a guy from a club some, did something and they mistake him for the same person. So it's like they couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe him. So it was a close call because he had a Chinese friend that was, that could like uh, prove that he was with him that time. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. So that's why I'm telling you. And if you like, I was still learning their language at that time. Damn. I yeah, no, that's that's crazy, man. Like, I just hope things are gonna be like fine, man. And like, yeah, I've personally never been to to China before, but I know a couple of people, like a couple of my friends are Chinese and they've mm-hmm. they've also like they live there, etc. So I'm I'm just hearing like different stories and different stuff. But enough about China for now. Like, it's been interesting, like, you know, the fact that you've been able to, like, live in different countries. You've said Chad, you've Mm -hmm. Senegal, Nigeria, China. Like, that's really cool and everything. And, like, my question to you, like, I have have a couple of questions, right? Because now you're in that university phase, right? Uh You have African parents. (laughs) So how did they they react to, to you, like, you know, blowing up on the internet? Or do they know? <laughs> they do. They do know. Okay. They do know. Uh-huh. My mom is a cool person, but like, it's like, my dad is also a cool person, but he, you know, they had they they must be rules, man. You know? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's why you don't see me. That's why you don't see me on TikTok drama and everything, man. Because mm. yeah, I've oh, I I hate drama, man. I hate stress. I hate when someone like tries to bring you into something and start making lies and that type of stuff. So I always keep it cool on TikTok. So that wherever, like, if someone tries to put me in trouble or try to bring down my name, a lot of my followers already know who I am, you know? Mm. So they know how I started. I just keep it cool, make people laugh and bounce out of the app. Because that app is very toxic. (laughs) Facts, bro. Facts. I think even that's another thing that I'm trying to, like, also just improve on. Because, like, I'm realizing that um, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting, like, a lot of different people, especially, yeah. Primarily racists. You know, you know, uh, so, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes at the end of the day, you realize how pointed, pointless it is. Because sometimes you'll be fighting with ignorant people. You know, I'm a, I, I used to be an audience, man. I used to just watch TikTok. I already know how it works. If you, you're just going to like put yourself down talking to these kind of people or arguing with these kind of people, you know, there's a time where you'll be like, man, I'm just going to keep on posting about my, my stuff, man. Because this kind of people, they're just pointless talking to them. There was a time I was in that phase, man. There was a time when I was in that phase. When I started TikTok, I was in that phase. 
I just, I just, I just gave up on that. I just forget because sometimes you put yourself down by trying to prove people wrong. Like you're showing them they're in the wrong, accept that you're wrong, but they will still fight back. Yeah, man. It's actually really tiring. Like even just like the past week, you know, that's what I've realized. It's like if people want to see the truth, they will see the truth. And if people want to like be humble and accept that they're wrong, like they'll accept they're wrong. But a lot of people, unfortunately, they have big egos. And I'm telling you, ego, that yeah. ego, that pride will put you down one day. But yo, like, listen to me. See, me, I swear to God, if someone tries to argue with me, if I'm right, I'm like, okay, bro, that's okay. Uh, because I, I find it pointless arguing with someone that's ignorant. I just walk, man. Mm. But if like, okay, someone is trying to put me in trouble, like in real life, I have to stand for myself, you know, because you can't bring me into something. You know, defending yourself is good, but like, don't put yourself into someone's like, don't put yourself, even though it's public, don't put yourself into it. You know, don't, don't like, for that's for me, I'm not going to put myself into it because I'm going to be bringing more problem, mm. you know, because for a guy like me, how can I put this? It's like a lot of people have been trying to get to, mm. you know, okay. They were, I'm sure they wanted me to post it on TikTok, TikTok. Okay. They will reach out to my message saying nonsense, saying, uh, call it tell it, giving me threats and that type of stuff. Threats. Bro, I've gotten a lot of threats, man. But you know, at the end of the day, man, Ayatul Kursi is all I got, man. I'm telling you, Ayatul Kursi and just bounce out. I'm just going to delete, man. Yeah, man. Ah, Actually, man, I'm going to tell you a story just very briefly, man. I think last year... The thing is, I don't understand people. This is the thing. I really don't understand people. Like, Mm -hmm. people are such jokers. Um, Mm Because I started off my TikTok had 20k subscribers or whatever followers whatever uh-huh. right and this person texts me out of the blue and they're like yo listen you know you're being colorist and i have it on i have screenshots <laughs> and <laughs> and bro I'm, I'm not even lying to you they 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 made fake screenshots right and yeah. they said that here's you calling someone colorist and they you know, the messages were so dumb they didn't even sound like me Right. They were basically me saying, oh, no, you know, I'm not going to date you because you're ugly and you're, you're dark skin. I'm like, I was like, that's not even how I talk. Right. And they tried to tell me like they posted on TikTok. Oh, look, Parai Nation is a colorist. Right. And things like that. So people will literally find they'll make. A- they will try to find a way for you. Yo, see, to be honest, if I was to argue with anybody, you know. Okay, most of the people that came for me are just people who, like, who didn't have much followers. So, I, you know, the way to think of it is like they want fame. They want attention. Do not give it to them. You know, do not ever give people attention whenever they're looking for trouble. They say, oh, I saw you doing this. Don't ask for proofs, man. Just, you know, you didn't do it. Bro, get out. Just mm-hmm. let them be. Let them talk what they want. To, let them say what they want to say. Yeah. You know, just get yours. Just put yourself like just do what you love doing when you do what you love doing and mind your business man you're gonna have one of the best lives man. you're gonna live your life to be honest you're gonna live your life yeah man that's fact that's what i'm saying yeah go on that's what i'm saying uh, that's what i'm saying i'm a kind of person now one day you know i will quit all this fame stuff i might be like okay i want to be there's gonna be a, i'm gonna retire at a young age 
Okay. Mm. All this stuff, uh, all this content creating, because I'm not a kind of person who want my kids or my family to be affected by this. You know, you know, they might be, a, they, they might have so many ways to get to you. They might mm. use your family. I'm telling you, especially when you, when you have kids, I don't want my kids on freaking this internet on the internet. Yeah. So no, yeah. I think one person that does it really well is this guy called Gary Vaynerchuk. I've, there's no photo of his wife or his children mm-hmm. online. Like I've, I am yet to find one, right? He's, he has so many followers. I think his net worth is like over $40 million, something like that. Really popular entrepreneur guy. Uh, gives social media tips. He doesn't even mention his wife's name. Does not even mention his kid's name. I don't even know how they look like. I don't even know their names. Right. So, I mean, I think there's also like a balance because here's what I tell people like, yo, it's like when you're given a platform, that is like big responsibility. Exactly. So like when when you have a platform, like you have to like use it to the best of your ability to like make people smile, to spread good, like, you know, good knowledge. That's how I see my platform, you know, Mm -hmm. like albeit like a, a modest platform, like, you know, I'm just trying to. Um, give people a different view on like African history and stuff like that. So like, I mean, we'll just see how things go, man. Like, cause even YouTube, I'm 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 thinking of just moving my main base of operations from TikTok over to like YouTube Clubhouse. Me too. That's what I've been trying to do. To be honest, uh, since I moved to the UK, I'm trying to change my listen. I'm trying to change my. I'm trying to bring all of my followers to take the, to YouTube. Mm. You know. Because, you know, TikTok is started to become, it's starting to become different from what I saw, you know? Yeah. It's not as a cool stuff, like less problem, just more of having fun, making people feel better. Now it's just an app that makes people feel mad. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't even understand TikTok anymore. Yeah, man. And even, I'll just tell you, like, even from YouTube, I feel like, especially in my, like, you know, my own lane and for a lot of different other people, I feel like YouTube gives you a lot more um, leeway and freedom just to be able to, you know, create your own videos, to be able to fund your own channel, to build your own follower base, even stuff like Twitch, for example, man. Like that's, that's the kind of things that I'm looking towards. For me, that's more sustainable than TikTok, even considering that we're both African creators, we have, massive fans from the diaspora but like still we have to like be able to uh to be able to like anchor home and even that that brings me back to like my question because like you've moved from nigeria essentially to chad all these different places china now you're in the uk um what's what, what is your philosophy when it comes to like you know giving back to the continent so like how do you think is the best way uh to give to the continent and like i think this is one of those questions where i'm like a lot of people don't see behind the scenes. Like a lot of people, especially us as Muslims as well, like we're encouraged to do a lot of things behind closed doors and like, you know, charities and all these different things. Uh, but like, how how do you plan to inspire other people to to chase their own versions of success on the African continent using your platform? See, um, how do I say this? When I was in Nigeria, I didn't earn much, man, you know? I didn't earn much. Like, I didn't, like, I, the TikTok creator fund, all those type of stuffs. And you know what I like doing is like, okay, whenever a lot of people mistake me for being Malian, they mistake me, for, they say I don't look Nigerian. 
They say I don't look this, I don't look Nigerian, but I always tell them straight up I'm Nigerian. You know, most of my Nigerian friends, mm -hmm. wherever they are, I have so many friends from different places. All of my most of my Nigerian friends, I have someone that is in South Africa, I know someone that's in Dubai, I know someone that is this. And every time, every time, every time you try to reach out to them, man, they're just crazy. They're just crazy. Crazy funny, eh? It's like there's no way you're gonna call them and not and not they're not gonna put a put a smile on your face. Mm. Yeah, no. Talking about yeah. To be honest, me making people laugh, like me making people happy, was never my top priority. Just wait, wait, wait. Was never my top priority when I came on TikTok. I just came on TikTok to watch and just post stupid videos. Stupid videos in the sense of like, okay, that type of, use that audio to feel like a cool guy and that type of stuff. It was very cringe, you know? Then, you know, I, I just posted like two videos, you know? I, I posted like two videos, but I ended up deleting them, deleting them because it was so cringe. So then my, my third video was like actually a relatable video. So of how, how Nigeria was, like how, how African parents are or how the environment it was because of mosquitoes. You know, we have a lot of mosquitoes and yeah, mm. how, how it feels like, you know, being around. Yeah. Mm. So in my fourth video, my fourth video that got viral was actually about how African dads react to videos. And it was about <laughs> that dumb stuff that you were talking about. People making dumb, making, doing dumb stuff. Yeah. So a lot of people say that's how their dad acts. Like, you know, you know, it gives them a taste of, oh, this is okay. And this is how African, like African parents act like when they're angry or Africans act like when they're angry, you know, it's like, they're very funny. You know, they're very funny in some cases, you know, when they see people making, making stupid stuff, you know, they prove it, to, they prove it to you. They make you feel like, how do you say it? The angry reaction makes you laugh. Mm. So I just I just stitched it. It actually started as stitch, not duet. Yeah. Started out from stitching videos. I started out from stitching videos, and yeah, I just got pissed. I was not actually trying to make people laugh. I was just angry, man. When I was angry, <laughs> yeah, I just I just said straight facts, man. So it was I, actually, I was like sarcastic. Huh? Stay so wait. You're telling me like in the beginning, it's not like you were like. Deliberately trying to be funny, you're like generally like exactly, that. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I didn't wow. know. I, that's what I was telling you. So actually, like actually, after seeing after seeing the this thing, after seeing the comments, it started making me feel happy, man. I was like, yo, man, this actually isn't bad. This TikTok wasn't bad, man, because I was so I was so like I was really sad before I hopped on TikTok. TikTok used to make me feel better, to be honest. I used to feel good, you know. And I was like actually having a bad, listen, bad time. I was in that bad time. And yeah, when I hopped on TikTok, yo, I saw a video that pissed me off and I stitched it. And, you know, it took a second. You know, I was just recording it. It took a second. I was like, after the video finished playing, I was I just started recording. I took a second to 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 make to make that person know that he's doing something stupid, you know. I just took a second and gave him, I gave him a piece of my mind. I gave him a piece of my mind. Exactly. Then I posted it without hashtags, without nothing. 
Then out of nowhere, it blew up. Wow. When it yeah. blew up, a lot of people just started giving their comment. I thought they were going to be angry too, but they were just laughing. I was like, well, I'm confused. Yeah. And they started repeating what I was saying. Yeah. I was like, okay, I like, I like that. You know, making people happy was doesn't it wasn't that bad, man. Then a lot of people started motivating me. They were like sending me like messages, yo. I, I'm very depressed. This thing is happening in my house and that oh, wow. I usually reply to their messages and be like, yo, I'm really happy I made you there. Thank you for the compliments, you know. Then I continue making they motivated me to continue making content. There was a time I would have I would have just quit TikTok. I would have just deleted my account. You know, there's so many times, but then I see, I come up, I like, I stump upon this, uh, this type of messages and they just make my day. Let me just go on. That's good, man. Cause I think even just going back to like the question, man, I feel like you're inspiring like a lot of Africans to, to share their own message or to share their own African experience. Exactly. I think that, that that's also what makes it like funny because I feel like a lot of African people and like obviously Africa's a continent I know it's like a lot of different things but I felt like in my last school because there's like literally 50 out of 54 countries represented a lot of us had so many similarities and our sense of humor was almost identical which was insane right I'm telling almost insane because like a lot of people it's just like oh my parents act like this as you said and it's like you feel like you have a sort of projection of one version of your life, you know? And like, that's how people became, uh, I guess, like, you know, connected to different people's content. So like, thank you, man. Like you're doing a lot of good work and yeah. thank you for inspiring a lot of African youth to get involved with social media yeah. and to, like, you know, to just like, you know, sort of reach out to different, like, you know, opportunities. So even just, uh, so I also don't take your time too much. I think I have two last, yeah. Yeah, two last ones, right? Okay, no problem. Um, so the first one is obviously we've talked about African experiences <laughs> and obviously mm-hmm. from Nigeria and like this is this is based on a story another Nigerian told me right so my uh-huh. other friend is from Calabar and he told me a really crazy story and like this is if anyone asks me do I believe that black magic is this of course I do yeah Muslim is yeah it exists that, right but I'm telling it you does. the kind of black magic that we have, we have being practiced here in Africa it's on a whole different level <laughs> no, right? it's on a whole different level man just yeah. Just walk your own way, man. I know a lot of people were in my class while I was in middle school. They're like, okay, most of my classmates were older than me, man. I was like the youngest throughout my life. In every class I was in, I was the youngest. So every time I, I come upon these people, like, okay, you're like, they find me. I was the funniest in the class. And they were like friends with me, but I was not really friends with them. I was uh-huh. just minding my own business, being shy and doing my work. Yeah. But all those, like, you know, you're the type, when you are that type of person that does not like problem, problem must always come to you in Nigeria. <laughs> I'm telling you, you will be, you will be living your life. You know, you, you will be living stress-free. You don't want problem. Problem must come to you. You can never, you, yo, you can never tell me that, oh, my father is a billionaire. My dear, and problem will never come to you. Who are you? No. I'm t- who are you? It doesn't matter. Who are you? Something must happen. It's like everybody is, has a, someone like doing magic on them. It's like in Nigeria, <laughs> it has already been black magic on yeah. It has already been black magic. But that's actually facts because, and here's the thing, man, we're not even trying to like feed into like stereotypes. Like uh-huh. these are based on actual stories, man. Like, I'm telling you. If you guys uh-huh. want my personal stories about like my experiences with paranormal, we can do another podcast on that, but it's happened. I've experienced uh-huh. stuff, right? So I'm not going to like say anything, you know, 
Man, <laughs> even in Nigeria, man, we have we yeah. had so many unfinished buildings. Yeah, I was a kid. Oh, no. I, I I went through some stuff, man. But yeah. Oh no, I'm gonna ask you because like I know one guy. One <laughs> one guy told me a story, right? As I said, he was from Calabar, right? Uh huh. And then. Uh-huh. This this other dog was just barking. He was just chilling, man, literally walking on the road. And then this dog was barking. And then this other man just said, hey, you better shut up. And he started, like, you know, speaking in tongues. He said Calabar. Yeah, Calabar. Yes, Calabar. <laughs> That's but, where the black, the source of the black magic is. Oh, my goodness. You see cats. Cats will come and pass you in the night and say, hey, good afternoon. <laughs> I'm, tell- I'm telling you. They will look at you. Hey, man. Yo, that's that's actually funnily enough, that was happened in Mombasa. Man, here in Kenya, Mombasa, man. By the way, so guys, I'm dream, just man. joking. I've never experienced something like that. I'm just nah. I'm just hearing based on what I hear. Yeah, no, know? but actually, true, true, true. Even one of my friends, as I said, this guy was in Calabar. This guy said to the dog, right? He just said, Ah, you better shut up. Then started talking, like talking to the dog in some weird thingy. Then he touched the dog with a stick, the dog pooped, and then it died. And then that was the end of the story, man. This kind of weird things, you know, the, you have those rumors of people being turned into yam. Uh, but you, oh, yeah. like, have you ever experienced anything or do you have any? Oh, maybe, maybe I would just say the handkerchief part where like, okay, what happened? there's students from other schools. I've been the kind of guy who just like hear a story. I'm, there was one time I came out of the toilet and I heard that uh, this school clashed with this school. Yeah. This kid from like our senior from this school clashed with this guy. Yeah. Like right in front of our school gate. I'm like, I saw this guy on the ground. I'm like, why is he bleeding? Why is he why is he not waking up? They were like, oh, they used a handkerchief and just touched him on the face. <laughs> what the hell? Oh bro, what? <laughs> bro, what? I just had to leave the place, man. Because yeah. you know, I told you I'm the kind of person that does not like problem. Yeah. <laughs> We, I don't like that problem, man. I'm telling you. Ah, you man. That's one of the. I think well, that's one of the craziest things that I've, like, that's one of the craziest places where I've heard that like this story is. If like, you see any like, guy putting, if you go to Nigeria and you try to piss anybody off, if you see him putting his hand in his pocket, just leave. just <laughs> run, just run, just go yeah. leave. And if you see money on the ground, do not pick it up. Do, do not pick it up. <laughs> this is supposed to be normal common sense. <laughs> Why would you go and touch money on the ground? Uh, Even anywhere. They, we, have, we, have, we have Africans everywhere now. <laughs> we have so many countries that do black magic. Yeah, but... We have North, uh, North African North African countries, my guy. See Morocco. Ah, you've heard stories. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Yo, first, even my sisters like experience things like in Dubai, man. Literally in the I'm desert, close to the desert, man. I'm telling this, some of these animals. I've been, I've been to Sudan, Sudan, my guy. <laughs> so you know what's I've up, eh? After, after going to Sudan, I've heard stories, man. Oh my gosh, man! Yo, you should do a skit on that one day, man. Honestly, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I will. Yeah, I man. think I did. I did one. I think I did one for the cut. Yeah. Oh yeah. I did for the cut. I'm telling you. Ah. Yo, man, that's crazy, man. But just to close off, man, I know we don't have much time, man. I'm so sorry for keeping you over time, man. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Thank you so much, man. Like, what would, just like, just to like close off, like, first of all, what would you just mm-hmm. say um, to anyone who's listening and thinking uh-huh. of like, you know, getting into your sort of comedy, et cetera? Like, what, what advice would you give them? <clears throat> and then also like, what's, what's next? Like for you? 
Okay, see, anybody that's hearing this right now is if you're trying to hop on TikTok, do not, do not, if you're below 15, 16, do not hop on TikTok, man. Do not try posting videos or do not try to like, just keep on scrolling, man. But if you're that um, around that age that wants to start posting comedy and so on, you should be ready for everything that comes your way. You shouldn't complain. You shouldn't be that type of person that complains too much. Be ready for it and try to find a way to minimize causing problem. Don't be like, oh, I don't care. Because that thing is going to affect you in the future. Don't be like, you don't care. It's going to affect someone you care about or someone in the future. Or you in the future. And yeah. And also where I think I'm going off from now is only Allah knows. But yeah, what I'm planning to do is I'm trying to like be more active on my YouTube channel. And inshallah, when I get enough funds, I'm thinking of like, getting a tv show or something get into a tv show and yeah and if i get the opportunity of acting man i'm gonna take it like it, it depends on which one but yeah i'm gonna take it inshallah yeah man I'm gonna get into it. and actually even speaking of which i totally this totally passed my mind there's another very mm-hmm. famous um senegalese italian brother yeah. Um, yeah. I Fabia. Say, yeah. Do you guys like like do you guys talk or like are you guys thinking? Oh, we don't talk. We don't talk. Uh, okay. But have you like thought of reaching out? Like, do you like also like vibe with his like work as well? Yeah, I vibe with his work. I I want to reach out to him. I tried. Uh, I I will try reaching out to him sooner or later because I want to work with him. Uh, that would be awesome, yeah. man. That would be you. Know, that would be like. Yeah. Now the whole the African that'd party be crazy that'd be insane. A lot of people have been reaching out to me telling me to reach out to him, like let's do some work together. I'm like, okay. Okay. Yeah, man. Let us know, man. But like, thank you so much again for your time, man. And to everyone that's listening, like this is like exclusive content. I hope we can be able to do this in the future, hey. inshallah. Uh do another yeah, inshallah. catch up, man. But thank you so much for your time. No problem, no problem. Salam alaikum. All right, wa alaikum salam, guys. See you guys.